All right, hello and welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. How you doing, Jordan? I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. This thanks. is super weird. So, what's happened is we've recorded our episode 32. We have. We've gone back to listen to it and we've realized that our intro volume <laughs> is so loud. What happens is we go into a podcast mode and our volume goes through the roof. To begin About with? three minutes in, we mellow down. <laughs> um, but we were so loud for this episode that we peaked out our mixer. So what we're doing is after we've done our episode, we're now wanting to do an intro with you. So with that in mind, welcome. <laughs> You could have introduced the Everyday Church podcast, that you're Jordan Gorsey, I'm Barry Littleford, we're two small-time pastors just chewing the fat. You could have all done that, but you've just gone straight into truth-telling, I just man. thought we need to be honest with our listeners. Straight they are there. committed to us, we need to be committed to them. That's beautiful, With man. the truth. But yeah, we are. We're two uh, pastors of two reasonably small churches within South Australia, and we just believe that just because we're small doesn't mean that God doesn't want to use us and do great things through us. Sure. And that when a, a leader is switched on and encouraged um, with what they're doing, they can achieve great things, or more importantly, God can achieve great things through them. So when we record these episodes, when we throw them out for you to listen to, our prayer and our desire is to help you grow as a leader, to at least maybe for the next day or two feel encouraged by what you hear, and we really pray that the wisdom of God would be used uh, through what we say to bless your church, to bless your team, to bless your people. That's our desire. That's our desire, man, and uh, it, and it's just great to have you along today. So what we're going to do is now turn over to the really high-pitched track that we recorded uh, earlier with great apologies. We are sorry, and I'm sure that our transition from this track to our recording will not be seamless. It will be sharp, so be ready. Here it comes. In three, two, one. Anyway, so now today? we're going to go into a topic today, and it's coming out of a bit of a side hobby of yours. Well, a side hobby of my wife's, which I uh, encourage her and join her in. Mm. Let's be yes, right. okay. And she listens okay. to this. Oh. She, she is a dedicated wife. She, she, on her way to work, yes, she has often, a listen. She oh. often puts on this podcast, and I think it's just because she likes to hear my voice because she yeah. doesn't hear that enough, obviously. <laughs> and a son-in-law just chew the fat together and have a good laugh. Anyway, Kelly is a, a, a lovely, beautiful woman, and we love her dearly. And she is very passionate about about renovating, renovating, and she is passionate about getting you to do some renovations as well. Now, you've renovated recently I have. Uh, your first home and then sold it, mm-hmm. and then you're in your new home, yep. and you've decided straight away, let's get into the ensuite. And what we're, we're going to chat about today is the link between renovations and culture within a church. Well, just uh, ministry within the church, yep. really, and and how um, how we as as people can... Often when we're leading in a church or a part of the church, we can go through very similar emotions of what you can do with mm. renovating. Now, I, I, I came out of a trade before I became a pastor. Yep. And, and that's my big downfall because I can't get out of anything. You know, like, <laughs> like um, if something needs fixing, my wife knows I can fix it. That's the problem. Yes. And so when she said, I really want a new ensuite, it wasn't let's get someone in to renovate the ensuite. It is... <laughs> Oh, by the way, take two weeks holiday and you're renovating the ensuite, which, well, I, which I thanked her for very yeah. much. And two weeks wasn't enough time. 
Um, so that was a part of the thing. But what what struck me and and uh, and I, I pondered upon is that you go through different emotions when you renovate, <laughs> and and some of those emotions are very similar to when you're pastoring or leading or being a part of a church. And so there just started to be a little bit of synergy happening. Oh, okay. Now, the thing that I love about renovating, and and, um, and and there's not a lot that I love about renovating other than <laughs> that my wife and I get to do it together. And if yeah. you've got a project that you can do with your spouse together, that is, that is gold. And so she's passionate about it. I'm passionate about spending time with her. Yeah. And I've got some skills, so this is what we do, and that's fine. Um, so I've lost exactly where I was going to go with this. That's right. I'm, I'm happy to roll out a question for you. Um, before we get into how this links to the church, talk us through your process. Let's look. At, let's think about your ensuite. What were the steps to go from ensuite the way it is now to then actually starting? You know, I'm presuming there was a, a bit of a demolition day. Um, to the point where you are probably a few days, maybe a week from completing it? Oh, one day. One day. So tomorrow it should be done. Oh, there we go. So uh, so talk us through that process and then maybe we can see and pull apart whether that process can be shared within a church setting. Sure. So, I mean, the very first thing is you've got you to have some idea of what you want to achieve. Mm. So there's got to be a planning phase and... Um, and that's kind of exciting. Yep. Right? You, you, you get to go and you start to dream what's possible and where things can go. And, and a part of that planning after the dreaming in, in the planning is go, okay, what is, what is reasonable? <laughs> what <laughs> like, is realistic? Yeah. <laughs> what is realistic? What fits in the budget? Yeah. Um, my wife will go, well, particularly the one seat, well, can we move the toilet here? Because mm. the toilet's kind of wedged between the wall and the shower screen. And I said, well... That's just taking the renovation to a whole new level. Like mm. you've got to dig up the whole floor. You've got to get um, a licensed plumber in to redo pipes. It's yeah. adding thousands to the renovation. Yeah. So that got wiped off the map because mm-hmm. it, it was just going to be too big. Okay. Yeah. So it was then, okay, what else do we need to do? And so once you've got the plan together, then you start with enthusiasm mm. and it's demo day. Yeah, nice. And so you're, you're chipping out tiles and you're removing everything. And so we gutted the whole uh, bathroom. And uh, and then it's about, okay, we've got to start putting stuff back up mm. and we've got to start putting things back in. And, and once you get to the demo day and get things through and you start putting things back together, that's when you get hiccups. Yeah, okay. You get hiccups along the way. There's something that doesn't fit, something that doesn't work, something that you thought was going to work that doesn't work. Mm. Uh, you plan to put something there, something happens and you can't quite put it there, so you've got to adjust. Um, and so that's uh, that goes, but that takes... A long time, and as mm. soon as you get a hiccup in there, um, something um, you know might just take a long time to get through. Yeah. So I had to take out a ceiling fan and replace the the ceiling. That wasn't in our original thinking, but as we went along, we thought we'd do that. Yeah, and then you got to plaster it, you got to sand it, and then you got to <laughs> repaint it all, and then. You know, then you look up and you go, oh, that doesn't look good enough, so you got to do it again. And, yeah. You know, and so there's all those kinds of things. And then you get to a stage where you just had enough. Mm. Like, you've been passionate, 
you've gone through all the things, you feel like you're not going to make any, but then it's just the little bits and pieces at the end and you think, is this project ever going to finish? And particularly with the last house we renovated, that was the case. (laughs) This this thing just needed to get done. Yeah. And, and, And so as I was reflecting on that, I was thinking, well... That kind of correlates to the church a little bit and how mm. we try and move things forward. And I thought that was an interesting reflection that we could move on. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's see if we can break it down uh, out, through the steps that you've just kind of given us. Mm. So um, you've got the initial step. It, it's the re- realization that something that is there within church life or within ministry um, isn't quite right. You know, a, a renovation is about changing something that doesn't quite work or mm-hmm. is outdated. And there are so many things in the church <laughs> that don't work or are outdated or could just look nicer. Yes. You know? So we, we, what we're seeing here is in that first step is it, it's a vision cast, isn't it, really? It's saying yeah. what could be. That's right. And you've and you got to dream and you've got to dream big. Yeah. And, and then you've got to allow that dream to hit reality. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes all things need is a coat of paint mm. and you're good to go. Yeah, wow. Sometimes you need to rip out walls. Sometimes you need to enlarge things. Mm. Sometimes you've got to shrink things yeah. depending on what's going on uh, within your vision casting of that few yeah. things for the future. So I'm wondering then, Baz, with that, you know, you've got these almost two two uh, steps. You've got the, the, the dream. mm there's the you know so you've already step one you've seen that something has to change step two it's the dreaming wow yeah. this could be we could add a second story to our bathroom yep, we could have yep. there could be a spa bath yeah, a yeah. plunge pool a sauna yeah you name it yeah this could be amazing and then there's the reality check that's right and so do, do you think the dreaming stage when it comes to church ministry is crucial it, it, it really is and, and you know there's plenty of pastors and plenty of podcasts that talk talk about vision and without a vision people Perish it was mm. one of our earlier episodes yeah, to was. talk about vision because it is important. And I don't think that anybody has any problems with the dreaming. Because yeah. dreaming r- really isn't that hard. You just yeah. go, wow, I-, I want a church of 300 people. That's yeah. a dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want this uh, church to impact our whole town, our mm. whole community. Our, 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 you know, There's all sorts of things that you can dream. Yeah. But what dream is actually achievable mm. is... The, really the crucial point of envisioning. And that's what you're going to have to do with the ensuite. You go, well, we could have the plunge pool, but we'd have to lose a bedroom, we'd have to go up a store, you know. Yeah, you'd have, yeah. You'd yeah. have to really work out if it's possible or not. And I don't think we're great at the church at saying what is practical mm. and, and what is achievable and, and and not. And the problem with it being too big is that you actually lose your way and you never actually finish anything and you never yeah, actually wow. get to the end and you feel like you're constantly in this building stage. Yeah, wow. And so to actually have some really tight, this is what it means to be finished, mm-hmm. is crucial. So I know yeah. that tomorrow when I, when I have my day off and I, and I get into the bathroom, I've only got four or five jobs left to do and it's done. Nice, yeah. Okay. I think in church life, we don't, we're not good at saying when we do these things mm. and achieve these things, then we're done yeah. with that part of what God's called us to do. Yeah. And, and is it because the church is a little bit more of a complex beast than a bathroom? Well, it's a bit more organic yeah. and, and things are always shifting and tra- changing. But I, I just don't think that we give ourselves objective goals. Right. I, I think they're all open-ended. 
Mm. And one of my reflections on this is, is as you're working through a renovation and, and you know, you're just plugging away, plugging away, it feels like it's mm. never going to end. Yeah. And, and I, I see a lot of people being involved in church ministries that don't have time limits on the church ministry. Yeah. So when do they feel like they can bail and when do they think that they can hop in? Yeah, wow. You can just get that sense that this is mm. just a treadmill you're on and you're grinding away. And sure, you might be seeing some things happen, but you never sit back and go, God's yeah. been with me. I've completed this baby. That looks fantastic. Yeah, so a lot of this is then, it is rooted in this planning and vision stage because that gives us the framework of what is then finished. Yeah. It's, it, this is, I can tick that box and and i guess translating that into ministry is hard you know i'm thinking of myself when i wanted to establish discipleship ministry within Mm -hmm. um, my church i started a small group i led the small group but i always had the goal that i would hand the small group on to some other passionate leaders that would then free me up again but in the middle when i was leading i thought you know what it's time it's time to hand over no one was ready yet there I can feel the grind, almost yeah. that renovation grind. I've done some work. I've gutted it. I've got it ready. It's looking great, and it's just not ready. finished yet. Yeah. But then I remember when I was able to hand it on, I thought, oh, man, that feels really good. <laughs> it felt good to, to, to have a plan and to have it finished. It didn't mean that as a pastor I had ticked the discipleship box for my no. church, but it meant that that sub-job, that little, that first step was done, and I think actually when it comes to ministry, we can look at uh, different things that we have to do in phases. You know, And I think that for me, that was phase one of discipleship. Yep. Getting another group to be autonomous without me being there was a great step. And I could feel a sense of encouragement and completion with that. But if we forget that it's a phase and we're thinking that discipleship ministry for our church is the goal, that's the renovation and, and yes, it is, but not celebrating the steps along the way, then you will never be done. Because how can you ever be done with discipleship no, no, right. within your church? And, and that's that's a part of the, the great um, the great issue with the church is that it's always growing, always dynamic, and yeah. you never feel like you're done. And so you really have to work at setting, you know, uh, this means it's done. Yeah. And, and if that means that, um, you know, that every group has a, has a life. Yeah. They say this group is going to run for two years, mm. and then it's done. Yeah. Um, and if we need need something else to continue, then we'll restart up a group mm. and yeah. give it another two years. I don't know what it is, but yeah. but there is an element there where you've got to stand back and say it's done. Now, one of the great things about using your hands uh, compared to ministry is is that sense of completion mm. that you just can elude you in ministry yeah. and um, and you can just feel like you're on the treadmill. So um, that planning step and actually having those steps where you can say, I've, I've completed this part of it yeah. is an important thing to do. Yeah. Now, uh, it, let's talk about the grind, mm. the, the middle bit, the bit between the vision and the demo and getting the job done. What, you know, first maybe within your renovation, what gets you through the grind in a physical building renovation not within the church? What helps? Uh, to have a very persistent wife <laughs> helps. <laughs> um, uh, no, she's worked me out really well. We've been married 27 years. She knows exactly how to give me enough space and uh, enough mm. guilt to sort of get me yeah. off the couch and get me going. Love you, honey. And um, so 
but without her going, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do this weekend? Mm. Uh, I don't always enjoy it. I'm always in the frame of mind to receive yeah. it. But the fact that we allocate time, we know mm. it's it's going to happen, and then it's just about plugging away. Yeah, and, and and it is a grind. It's a grind because emotionally you you're not in it. When you're doing demo day, when you when you're starting out, everything's exciting, everything's changing. Mm. But when you're just laying tiles one after another, yeah. and something stalls that, and you've got to spend another two days fixing something up before you can go, mm. it can just feel like it's this is just not going anywhere. And all you can do is get up in the morning, go about doing it, and and plug away mm. uh, until you, you break that. And you know, there's always that hump that you feel like you get over. Oh, okay, now we can just yeah get going but before that it's just rocking up Mm. and getting it done so you know how you translate that into church life Mm. is 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 we all know what it's like where you feel like you're putting in heaps of energy and you feel like you're not seeing any results and for me that's where it comes back to we got to know that god is at work even if we're not seeing the results Mm. it's knowing that everything that we put in god can use God can work through and just trusting that he's going to bring us out the other side. Mm. And so it all becomes about, for me, about trust in that time. Yeah, well, I think within the church there is a there should be a greater sense of passion and excitement because there's the X factor, there's the God factor in amongst the Renault. Wouldn't it be nice to know that where you fail in your in your physical renovations, God could pick it up for you? You know, you <laughs> go nice. to bed and God said, "I finished the tiling. Yeah, I got right. you, I got all, you, bro." All the grouting's done. Yeah. it's it's spectacular. It's yeah. the best grouting. It is divine grouting. That would everyone would be renovating if they knew that was the case. But in the church, we do have that. We have God working when we're not working. We have God working behind the scenes. And ways that we cannot imagine so with that i think that we can and we should have passion even in the grind it can be a grind with some excitement behind it well let me put it this way i think you got to buy in passion yeah okay so when you're feeling the grind um so what was really helpful for me when i was feeling the grind with the tiling is my son tim come over Mm. and said can i help you and just having that extra person there to do the cutting to to, it sounds like a really big bathroom, doesn't it? <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> but uh, just to have him there, and he'd never done tiling before, mm. and that's and he did a great job. But um, but just to have that person there to to keep going do you, uh, and keep pushing mm. you in it, and and really what I did is I brought in passion from the outside. Yeah, nice. And his passion to learn and want to know how to do it was. Mm was something that helped me get through the slog mm. of it. And so I think in church ministry, like if we're always training up someone, their enthusiasm can help us yeah. move through as well as God's enthusiasm can help us move through. Definitely. There's a real sense in what you're sharing about your grind as well, that there is that teamwork as well. You, ha- you have Kelly, you have your wife uh, there every day. She's the one kind of pushing you, prodding you. She's the one writing the lists of things to do. When do you have to go shopping? And then you have Tim coming in, your son, with the extra encouragement and the passion to give it a go. There's a real sense of team there. And I think in ministry, 
uh, at least no, for at least for pastors and ministers, there's a real sense that you can grind alone. There's yep. the ministry somehow without. I don't think it's God intent, God's intention, but I think it's just how we work as humans. That ministry isolates us at times. We're stuck in our office. We're dreaming. We're scheming. We're trying to do the best we can with what we got, and we find that we're grinding alone. I think a great reflection from renovations is that you can't really do it by yourself. You look at all the Renault shows on TV; they're not doing it on their own. No. They've and what you they see, make me laugh. you know, <laughs> you, you see two people working together, but then you have the thirty tradesmen that aren't on the TV show doing the work as well. It is a team effort, and in the church, it has to be. And I think the, your your wisdom of, of you know calling someone in from the outside sometimes is really good. And in church life, it might not just be calling them in to help you, but you going to them to, for encouragement as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in your Renault days, there were days that you had to get away from the site and kind of get yourself centered again. You know, So as you were renovating your house, um, I know you had some days off. And you mm. said, actually today, even though it was going to be a Renault day, it's not. I've got to get myself right. I've got to look up. I've got to go see some other people. You yeah, know. you got other things in your life that you've got to do as well. And, and particularly when you're renovating a house more so than an ensuite, is that you've got to... Um, you've got to give space to live or it just becomes all-consuming. Yeah. And, and we can be like that in the ch- church as well. The, yeah. the mechanisms or the grind of the seven-day cycle of church can keep us just in that bubble and, and we don't break out and actually go and do something different mm. to um, help refresh us and renew us. Yeah. And I think that's massive because, you know what, there have been so many times that um, I've brought work home with me when I shouldn't have. And what I mean by bringing work home, I don't mean I literally brought jobs to do home. I just brought the worry of work home or I brought the Mm. stress of work home and I brought that into dinner and I brought that into doing the dishes and I brought that into conversations with my wife. And it's just not helpful. We need to have the ability to, when we, when we have the opportunity, to find joy in other things. Because the, if the grind is with us 24-7, it, well, one, it shouldn't be. There should be ways in which, within your week, you can find joy in other things. Because if ministry is a grind, and it, it won't always be, there are some great joys. It is worth you know, giving your life to the church and giving your life to God. But we have to find time to breathe, to enjoy ourselves, and maybe even look back on what we're doing, kind of stepping back from the ensuite, looking at it and saying, wow, it has already come so far. Well, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the point of, of making sure you have an endpoint. Yeah. That you can actually sit back and celebrate mm. the fact that something has been completed. Yeah. And it looks better. Than what it was. Than yeah. what it was before. Yeah. And, and it looks clean. It looks crisp. It, it it's, uh, has a better function about it. Yeah. And that you've actually taken it from something that was was dusty, old, maybe not working into something that is working and yeah. it looks, looks mm. clean and looks impressive. And, and you know, my wife will bring everybody into the house and says, yeah. do you want to see our new yeah. ensuite? Yeah. And I think within the life of the church, if we can get to the point where we go, okay, we need to celebrate the fact that we've achieved this mm. and, and, uh, and, you know, bring people in and say, look at this, this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's easy to do with building things and that's why churches do renovations themselves yeah. and uh, harder to do with ministries but not impossible. Yeah, you're right. And, and we're just going to celebrate uh, the achievement, and mm. so when we mm. get to a point of of achieving something in our vision statement, uh, everyone would say you need to stop and celebrate. Now, yeah. I'm not really a great celebrator, mm. but uh, it is you know uh, something that 
again, I need to add to the yeah. life. So people feel like you're actually moving forward. Because yeah. I've got no doubt that as soon as that baby's done in, in the ensuite tomorrow, my yeah. wife is already thinking about the next room we're doing. Yes. And so... You better um, celebrate that one first. So we're going to spend at least a month celebrating... Ooh, a month? No, you're not. No, I reckon two weeks, bro. <laughs> celebrating that one. Well, I've got, got a list of jobs to do at my mother's, my uh. mother-in-law's, your place, my son's place. Anyway, so um, I've got to get through those first and then it's back. Yeah. So, um, but that celebration factor in a church is really, yeah. really uh, crucial. So... Uh, you know, that's been my, my musing on, yeah. on my, my side hobby with my real hobby. Wow, that's and, great. Um, and how they kind of reflect each other from time to time. That's great. And, you know, as we were, we were planning this podcast episode, I had the, the image of, of a leaky roof. Yep. You know, and I thought, okay, you know, I, I don't know whether that was from God or not, but I had the image of a leaky roof. And there are two ways in which you can approach a leaky roof. You can feel accomplished by putting the bucket on the floor, mm-hmm. or you can rip up the ceiling and you can find the leak and you can deal with it. And I can guarantee the grind is worth it for one more than the other, you know. And yep. sometimes what you have to do isn't easy in the church. There are things, you have to rip up some things, you've got to do some things that get your hands dirty, you're going to get tired from it. But when you do the right thing, and if you do the God thing, the grind is always worth it. And I think you're right. We need to learn as pastors to celebrate perhaps even the little wins. That's the right. little things that go right. You know, the, the, the one person that engaged with church, the, the, the team that is now leading itself w- without you having to be there every meeting, the small group ministry that's flourishing, the young preacher that's learning how to preach the word for the first time. All those things are worth it, so it makes the grind worth it. And sometimes when we feel like we're losing hope, we need to look to the vision that we have. We must have clear vision mm. of what we're trying to achieve. And when we do it, we actually have the opportunity to step back and to look at what we've done and realize where every, every moment of strife, every moment where I had to fall to my knees in prayer, it was worth it and God is good. And I think that you're right. Great reflections on how renovations and church can blend. Well, man, that brings us to the end of... Already? Of episode 32. 32. And uh, it's been a great joy. Look, if uh, follow us on our social media, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we post things up. We're really keen for people's questions. Yeah. Uh, so, so pop them up there as well. And, uh, and it would just be a great joy to interact with people as we go. Uh, they do say with uh, Podcast Man, you've got to be doing it for three years before it actually gets any, ta- uh, any uh, traction. Oh, cool. So we've been doing it for about a year and a half. Yeah, on and off there. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. But so we're, we're halfway. halfway. So I'm encouraged about that. We're halfway we should, let's step to back. getting tension. Let's uh, step back and, and really celebrate, <laughs> shall we? Celebrate that yeah. baby. <laughs> so look, uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for <laughs> listening to us <laughs> chew the fat together. And I trust that God will bless you and encourage you in your ministry this week. Until next time. Catch you later.